Uh, the name we want to drop right now, though, is Nate. Who is he? What is he all about? And is he going to hit us? Who is this Nate fellow, Paul Delegato? Uh, it's just, I just want to be over this. Just go away. <laughs> done with it. Not you. And I'm saying you go away. Just, just <laughs> you guys are fine. You can hang around as long as you want. Thank you. What the hell is going on in the Gulf right now? Well, you know, the thing is, I, I, I talked about this on the air for, this has been going on like 10 days, where you, you you just looked at these long-range stuff. Is something's going to get going in the Caribbean. Something's going to happen. I can kind of see it, low pressure. And finally, you know, last night it became obvious that something was developing. And now it seems reasonable that we're going to have Nate in the Gulf of Mexico this weekend. And, you know, once these storms get in the Gulf, they're, you know, they're a lot different than storms in the Atlantic. And they're even different than Irma that, you know, came up the spine of the state. Once they get in the Gulf... You know, they're kind of stuck, and they have to get over land to get out. And now I just have to sit here and, and hope we don't have some big right-hand turn that brings a hurricane, you know, along our west coast. That's the main, mm. the main worry I have right now. What kind of uh, what kind of atmospheric conditions uh, would would force a turn to the right like that? Do you know, like what could, what could get it to kind of jog our way? Sure. Yeah. I mean, what's what's happening now? And it's, it's it's ridiculous. You know, you, you you've heard so much about the models the past. You know, everyone knows what the GFS model is the European model. It's it's all about there's going to be an area of high pressure over us. The GFS says the high is going to be strong and moves the system way way out to Louisiana. And then the European says, uh uh-uh, uh, high not strong and kind of turns it northeast and heads it basically up kind of towards Apalachicola. Panama City, none of the models do a big right-hand turn and bring it into our West Coast. The problem is, you remember last year we had we had Hermine that went up to the Panhandle and, and kind of gave us a day of squalls. We had some flooding. Uh, we had some power outages. So that's kind of what is in the back of my head right now. But you know, we'll have to wait a day or two to get into specifics. I got you. We have Paul Delegato, chief meteorologist from Fox 13 on right now. Uh, John, any weather-related uh, stuff you'd like to oh, chat? Oh, you are a practicing uh, amateur yeah, meteorologist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Paul, what is what is your concern? I would have to venture to say that right now the Gulf is probably pretty close to being at its highest temperature that it'll reach during the season. What is the potential for, for some of this massive intensification that we saw, you know, in the last couple of storms, like Maria going up to a Cat 5? Like it happened. That's a great question. It, you know, it could happen. The, the European run is much stronger this afternoon, and, you know, you've heard us say this many times. I think the track forecasting we do is really good. The intensity forecasting, you know, if you look back 10, 20 years, really has not improved at all, which is tough to believe, but it really hasn't. So when we start talking, oh, it could be a Cat 2, it could be a Cat 3, a lot of times it's a Cat 4 or Cat 5. So there is that potential, uh, I think, of, of the storm becoming a significant storm in the Gulf. And then, you know, this is, this is the ones that get us nervous. It's, it's the ones that, that kind of curve up from the Caribbean, kind of move in that channel between Cuba and the Yucatan, and then kind of start moving north-northeast. Those are the ones that we have to watch because it can always do a Charlie right-hand turn. It can always do a Wilma right-hand turn. You just don't want to see that turn move it into our West Coast. Then we got some really big problems. You got a follow-up question, yeah, John? Yeah, I do. Uh, so God. let's just say hypothetically this thing goes to the more northeasterly track and it's coming on land stronger than maybe even we think in the panhandle. They call that right north side, from what I understand, like the dirty side. Yeah, if it stayed exactly. on, if it stayed on that track, could we be in for like a worst case scenario if we're just getting well, that I right side? I, I, yeah, I mean, I think for us to have the worst case scenario for us, 
is is the eye or the center, you know, making landfall along our west coast. You know, for Tampa Bay, it would be, you know, if it made landfall in Pasco or Hernando or Citrus. Again, we're not saying this is going to happen, but that would be the worst-case scenario. A storm making landfall, say, you know, in Apalachicola or up in the Big Bend is no party for us, but it's not at the level of, of an, literally an eye wall coming on shore from the Gulf. So something that heads up to the panhandle, squalls, you know, some flooding, not great, but a lot better than, you know, something moving on shore along our West Coast. You know, John, you do such a great job asking. I think you should try ask to sit on the floor when uh, Paul does those discussions on Facebook Live with uh, with Tyler and Lindsay. Uh, John could just sit there cross-legged with an apple juice box and, <laughs> and just gaze up at you that, adoringly. That'd be a dream come true. I'm not even joking. He could bring maybe some beverages and you know, kind of hand them out a little bit. Yeah, you could be a weather intern works. for a day, oh. and you could learn from the yeah. best. Paul, oh, that'd be I'd be honored. You're only good. All right. There's a uh, and, and you probably, probably wonder about t- the timing looks to be kind of Sunday, Sunday night, Monday-ish for, for us. So tomorrow is just fine. Friday is fine. Yeah, another concern we have, and I just did a Facebook Live, is so much debris kind of sitting around. Everyone has debris in their front yard. That's going to be a problem if we get some gusty winds here Sunday and Monday. So I'm not sure how the city or anyone's going to handle that, but I don't think it's a good idea to have a lot of standing debris in a situation where you could have some gusty winds Sunday and Monday. Yep, so. burn it. Well, you heard that yeah. same Pete. Pick night. up Bonfire. the debris. Pick up the debris already. <laughs> yeah, let, yeah, let's get Hillsborough. And, uh, and it's probably so dry right now. Burn yeah. put on quite the show. Yeah. S'mores. <laughs> it, would, it would indeed. We were speaking with Chief Meteorologist Paul Delegato from Fox 13 about the possibility of Nate coming ashore this weekend. Uh, Paul, like everybody else, I was locked in for Irma coverage, and I know I – did you did you guys work 12 hours straight? Is that the shifts that you guys were on for that? Yeah, 12, yeah it's 12 on, 12 off. Uh, we're not at that level yet, but that's what we do when, when we're in a situation where we're, we're covering this stuff. We just, you know, you work you work three to three or whatever it is, two to two, and you kind of hang out and go right back at it. Were, were you taking naps in your office? Because I, I imagine that people are drawing straws and go, man, we got to go wake Paul up, get the coffee ready, and then tell him he's got to go on in 10 minutes. <laughs> that week was crazy because even when I wasn't here, it was a case where you wanted to wake up because, you know, that the European model comes in at 2.30 to 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm. So I, I get home at 12.15, 12.30 in the morning. So by the time you just kind of wind down, it's already basically 1, 1 o'clock, 1, 1.30. So before you know it, you're up till 3 in the morning. And then you're running that shift six, seven days in a row. And I tell you, the fatigue factor was pretty significant by that weekend. No doubt about it, man. And, you know, we in the media, we, we take beatings because we, you know, they think we have some cushy, high-paying job. And for the most part, I mean, like 90% of the year we do. But in, in instances like that, you know, and, and not that I'm on your level, but I'll come in on a Sunday and I'll come in early at 10 a.m. on the day after a storm because, like you, I feel the obligation to let people know, hey, you're okay, but here's where we have some areas of concern here's where there's gas here's where you can find some water etc i think maybe paul we're in a situation now where we're almost in a false sense of security we just dodged a huge bullet and i think it's very important for people out there to watch you these next few days and to listen to us as we hopefully continue to talk to you because this thing could do something that could affect us well, right. And, you know, I'm looking, I'm sitting here at my desk right now, and I'm, and I'm looking at just some of the new modeling. And we've got a hurricane on uh, two, 300 miles due west of Tampa Bay, which is okay for us. But if that track shifts 100 miles east or 200 miles east, then we've got, we've got some problems. So it's another case where, 
You don't want to overhype. You don't want to overwarn, but you just really got to pay attention the next couple of days. If the storm ends up going up to Apalachicola or Panama City, not good for them at all. I mean, not, a, not good at all. But for us, for your listening area, certainly much better than something taking your right-hand turn and moving our way. What was it like for you post-Irma as you would go to uh, various restaurants and watering holes around the Tampa Bay area? Were people buying you rounds of shots because was, you were a I, voice I of reason? This. It was, it was, it was some sense of satisfaction that, that you knew that people were paying attention. Right. Um, and, you know, but I, I did get a lot of accolades, but it's just kind of what I was doing. So it wasn't as though I was covering this for a week saying, wow, I'm doing a good job. It's just... <laughs> doing your stuff. You just kind of do it. And then it wasn't perfect. You, you just hope. And there was a couple of things I know I look back on. I, I, I think I should have uh, maybe downplayed the storm surge a little bit, but I think all these storms for me are kind of learning experiences and you kind of move on to the next one and, and hope you do well with the next one. Well, I personally, I think you were absolutely fantastic during Irma and, and I know that you're going to keep us informed during Nate as well. We're all going to keep our fingers crossed as this thing stays far away. But right now, yeah, keep it warm. Is yeah. it, what is it right now, Paul? Is it, is it a way, the thing is, it is way the heck down. It's actually cl- close to Costa Rica, Costa Rica, um, way down there in the Caribbean. And it's not, it's not even a named storm. It's a, it's, it's a depression. The problem is there's no place else for it to go except the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, it's not like it's going to do some wacky escape route and go across you know, Honduras. Feet don't fail me now. There's no place for it to go. Right. That's a so good point. It's gonna be a, there's going to be a hurricane in the Gulf. I can say that with probably 90% certainty. Oh, man. Well, that, that's the quote that everyone should walk away from this yeah. interview with. There's going to be a hurricane in the Gulf because, uh, yeah. Jesus. Paul, do you, do you expect to see it named uh, by 5 o'clock? It's it's close. I just was looking at recon data, and I saw a couple of 40, 45-mile-an-hour winds, uh, so it would not be a shock. I mean, you know, going going from a depression to a tropical storm isn't, isn't doesn't take much, um, so it wouldn't surprise me at 5 o'clock. We'll know in the next 20, 25 minutes, but probably either at 11 o'clock tonight or 5 a.m. tomorrow, will be it will be Nate. <sighs> all right. Well, then, right. I, if it's all right with you, we'll check in with you tomorrow yeah. as well. And, uh, you know where to find me. I, I certainly do, my friend. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you Good very much. You guys. Right back at Goodbye. you, sir. Thank you. You heard it. There's going. We're going to have a hurricane in the Gulf. Hi, Tina. Hi. How you doing, baby? Good. Good. What's up? Yeah, I was just very excited to finally get a hold of you guys because I've been trying for several weeks because... I listen to you guys all the time now since I moved over to St. Pete. Thank you, darling. Because I have a da- I have a two-year-old daughter, and her and I live on a sailboat, and she's special needs, and she goes to our um, children's hospital over here. So I, when I heard y'all talking about that heart thing y'all did, is um, my daughter has um, two holes in her heart, and it's been a very exciting to hear you guys um, when y'all did the donation or the walk for it. It made me so happy. It made me cry. Because, um, my my two year old daughter is really really sick. I adopted her at birth. I'm 55 years old, so oh. it made me good. Well, good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we do a lot of work with uh, with Apple a day uh, to get uh, to get kids with uh, cancer uh, some iPads while they're going through chemo. We do a lot of charity. I'm. Um, did Did you say we did a heart walk? Yes, when you did the. Um, it was for Apple. Apple a day? Yeah, the apple a day. All right. 
That's uh, I hope that's when I first heard you guys. Thank you. And it made me really, really happy to hear that. Just let her believe and it, it felt can't. great. It felt a heart. She's happy. We are doing heart walks. Well, we haven't done. Or she knows we're doing heart walks. You gotta let her know. We gotta. No, we gotta. Yeah, t- you have to tell the truth. No, we have her. to yeah. let her believe that we are charitable people who do. What? T- yeah, Tina, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tina, we uh, we we do a lot of charity work, but we don't remember doing a. Seth doesn't remember it, us it doing was, a heart walk. It was uh, um, it was the apple, an apple a day. Yeah, we did that. That's what uh, that's what I was talking about. That was the first time I heard it. Yeah, she didn't mean Thank a heart walk. She just said heart walk. Yeah. She meant apple a day. Okay. There's no heart yeah, walk. Yeah, I did apple a day. Okay, yeah. good. Did you say? I'm sorry. Now let now that we've cleared that up, let me let me walk back to the fact that you live on a sailboat. Yes, sir. That's amazing. Just just you and your your daughter. Yes. That's fascinating to me. How's the Wi-Fi? Um, it's great. I love it. Oh, I mean, the- it's. It's like six blocks from the children's hospital, so I get to walk to the hospital with the baby. And you're like rocking. You're like rocking every night, all night, right? Oh, it's great. I love rocking because I mean, my dad was a captain on the boat, and that's how I got to sleep. (laughs) What's on the What's on the boat? You have rooms, bathrooms. Tell us a little bit about it. Oh, um, on the sailboat, there's a um, bedroom for the baby. And then there's a bedroom for me, and um, there's that, uh, how much? Uh, there. How much use is that bedroom of yours getting? Uh, I mean, if if you don't mind me asking, do you have a little sign on the outside that says, "If this uh, bedroom's a knocking, don't a rocking, don't come a knocking." <laughs> no, no, I don't have that like that. Do you have a? Is is there enough accommodation for a gentleman visitor? Because I happen to be quite the nautical enthusiast myself, <laughs> and I would I would I would love to come show you my dinghy. Ah, you're dingy. Well, I don't have a dingy on my boat. You don't want a dingy on your boat. Oh, all right. No, I don't have a dingy on my sailboat. No dingy on T- your sailboat. Tina, what did you do during? What did you do during Irma? Did you ride it out on your boat? Um, no, no. I got in the um, vehicle and drove um, even further south into it. I guess she drove I went into to a little town called Seaburn. Oh, geez. Sebring? They got it like the worst yeah. there. Yeah, that was Sebring. Yeah, bad move. In Hallens County. Yeah, they got pretty bad over there. I have a daughter over there. Right. She's got and a daughter in Sebring. Oh, yeah. Are you on everywhere. the sailboat right now? Yeah, she's on the sailboat right now. Yes. Yeah, I can yes. tell. Yeah. Wait, you, you ever I take the it. sailboat out? You, you go for a little spin around the bay? What do you do? Sure. Yeah, of course I do. Right. You ever batten down the missing mm-hmm. mast? Well, I gotta get. Well, it destroyed my engine, so I need a new engine, so I can't take it out anymore. Oh. So I get an engine for it. Uh, wow. with an engine. Right now, I can't do that. Yeah, they, they have. All right. Does Uber Eats deliver out to your boat? Oh, thanks for reminding me. Ordered Uber Eats. Uh, Bite Squad. Yeah, do you get oh. uh, Chinese? Okay, I'm Bite Squad. I, no, no, I've I never it. ordered any food. I mean, I fix my own food and the baby's food. Because she has to have special food. How's the poop deck looking on that sailboat? You swabbing the poop deck often? Uh, what? The poop deck. No, I don't have to do that. Oh, um, sure. There's someone that comes through that in, empties the bathroom for me. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. I don't. I don't think that's the same thing. I think there's something called the poop deck on the boat. So they used to say, "Batten down the mizzen mast oh, and swab the poop you deck." Like for, I don't know. You mean like, like if the birds or something lands on it? No, I have a snake, a rubber snake that lays. Oh, hold on, on we have somebody who wants to talk to you. Hold on one second. Hey, let me talk to this guy. We're talking on the same kind of phone here. It's me, Bad Phone Connection, Andrew Dice Clay. How you doing, there, honey? Hi. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, you got a little, you got a little daughter out there on a sailboat, huh? We're both calling for the same kind of phone here, right? 
I can't understand it. Yeah, I can't right. understand you real good. So, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, if you need help swabbing your poop deck, honey, or you need me to bring my diggy over there. Oh, I can do that for you. It's me, Van Falcon Engineer, Drew Dice Clay. How you doing, honey? I want to lick you where you pee. Good. Yeah. I'm doing good. Yeah, you right like that, there. don't you? Yeah, when's the last time you had a man over to that sailboat, huh? No. I'll give you a little no, guy. No. No, man, just me and a baby girl. All right, how often are you taking care of your own needs while you're on that boat? You know, your little private time in your own cabin? Well, I love it because I'm in a, I think I'm in a Yeah, I told you about boat. It's so great. We told you, nobody can understand a goddamn word that either one of us is saying. This is freaking great radio, right? <laughs> Sorry. Hey. I can't understand him. I can't understand you either, honey. All right. Well, listen. We'll play each other. It's okay. I'm Krill. So. All right. I'm Shrill, too. I got to tell you. Take it later. All right? See you later. All right. All right. See you later. Couldn't understand a word, right? She's a doll. Real delight. Hmm. She was in good spirits. How do you live on a boat? I don't know. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.